Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where I kung fu flip your rice porridge directly into my mouth. I'm Douglas with me as always. It's my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? <laughs> I'm good. You really- that was not- that's fine. We'll keep- don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I flawlessly executed that. So I think we're just going to flawlessly right flipped it. <laughs> if this is your first time shooting into the 250, we've taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020 and have been watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is a bonus film, bonus number 33, the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. After his family and friends are wiped out by the brutal Manchu government, Sante becomes a disciple of the Shaolin Monastery and learns Kung Fu through the temple's 35 chambers. The 36th Chamber of Shaolin is directed by Lao Ka Lung, who is known for the Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, Drunken Master 2, and Return to the 36th Chamber, as well as the Disciples of the 36th Chamber, which is the full trilogy of this little story. And it is written by Ni Quang, who is known for the Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, Dragon Master 2, and Five Element Ninjas, which I put in there purely because it sounds like a Power Ranger-ass movie. Uh, that sounds mad. <laughs> uh, neither Jonathan nor I have watched this film before. No. This is a- I think- have we done any bonus film where neither of us have watched it? Yeah, uh, I think we have. I think we have, but- Maybe. Once or twice. It's a very rare occurrence, yeah, not is what I'm saying. Usually it's one of us bringing a film that one of us really wants to talk about, as opposed to just going like, oh, that's a movie that we really want to watch and seems kind of cool. So, that's what this week is. I remember we've done that because we've been like, oh, uh, oh, you know, I want to check this movie out. And then you're like, have you watched it? No. And then we watched it and we're like, oh, it's, it's kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, can be the, uh, the downfall of doing episodes like these, Jonathan. Absolutely. Um, but perhaps we should rip that band-aid off now then. Uh, what's- do, any leading thoughts on the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, Jonathan? Douglas, I've had a question. I've been itching to ask you Uh-oh. for- uh-oh. For because I, I watched this almost a week ago, and I've been I've been waiting to get in touch with you. Right? Okay. What language did you oh. watch this film in, Douglas? I I watched it in the original dialect. I watched it in Chinese with subtitles. Well, I had it downloaded, and Uh-oh. I started playing. I'm like, well, that is in the original dialect, but there's no fucking subtitles. Great. I, got, uh-huh. I had one of the biggest turnouts of movie nights I've ever had. I think I had eight people in my fucking tiny apartment. Tiny ass apartment. Oh, my God. Uh, all, you know, huddled on all the various fucking chairs and shit that I've got in here. And I'm like, fuck. I don't have fucking subtitles for this thing. So, I go digging. I go to yiffysubtitles.com. Yep. I download English subtitles for the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. I'm like, cool. We're good. Start playing it. Those subtitles- are not in English. They are Chinese subtitles. Do it again. <laughs> different site. Same result. Fuck. So- Oh, my God. Tried to- I'm really belaboring the point now. Tried to rent it on YouTube. They didn't have it. Or uh, No, wait. They were rejecting my card and my PayPal for some fucking reason. Oh, my God. My partner has Paramount Plus. Got it on Paramount Plus. Started watching it. My boy- Sun- It's in English. My boy Sante- Speaking with a British accent. 
it was yes sir it was a lot (laughs) yeah and the the way they recorded the dialogue i want to editing douglas i really want you to really lower the gain on this so people can really get the full experience but listening to the english dub of this film is a lot like so we're going down we're coming we're going and then he goes, yes, General, we're going over and then we're going to go back and then there's the time where you go to Shaolin and I can't believe that Shaolin's are coming and get us. And you're like, what? I actually, I actually didn't have huge issues with the, uh, the volume or anything like that, but. Really? Okay. Well, okay. So that was the, that was the kicker for me because I caught it on Prime Video, which I'm assuming is the same source that you would have watched it through as well. In Australia, it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know, but I don't watch it. No, it Douglas, I want a Paramount Plus, Douglas. Come on. It's the same, it's the same fucking provider. Paramount Plus and Amazon Prime yeah, are the yeah. same. But, oh, but Prime Video is a different they, app, isn't it? They total each other. Yeah, but you can get Paramount Plus through Prime. Yeah. Well, Paramount Plus only had English. There's two separate subscription. It's fucked. There's two separate subscription services. Paramount Plus and Prime Video, but if you get Prime Video, you can also get Paramount Plus, and then you can watch Paramount Plus through uh, Prime Video. (laughs) I don't think Paramount is owned by Amazon. this is besides the point. This is completely besides the point. I don't want to die on this hill right now. The English dub is available for Australians on some form of Amazon Prime or Paramount (laughs) Plus. Anyway, it only has the English dub. It doesn't have the original- dialect the original language of chinese and it was the biggest red flag for me because they also have available on amazon prime the raid and they do the exact same fucking thing Uh, but wouldn't you know it the raid is a lot worse in its fucking english dub variant because they have to redo all of the sound design all the sound effects and they're just like 15 times fucking worse Mm. than what the original fucking sound design is naturally so i was like Mm-mm, i'm not doing this again not with another fucking martial arts film not today and not like what is widely acclaimed as one of the best martial arts films of all time i was like this ain't happening i gotta get the real deal so found the real deal and same as you i downloaded subtitles but the subtitles were dubious at best <laughs> i felt like i was missing a fair bit of information just because they would talk for a long time and I would probably get like, I don't know, five words worth of translation. <laughs> and I'm like, I think there's got to be a little bit something more there, but that's okay. You know what? I get the gist of it. It's fine. I think generally speaking, spoken English is a pretty like dense language, like I like compact. Mm. So maybe that's all it was. I do. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The subtitles that were on my English version. Did I leave them on? I left them on. I should have done that. I guess, I guess, I, I guess it was a little illegible. I have a strict, if the audio is in English, no subtitles rule in my fucking house. I hate subtitles in movies because you miss so much of the visuals when you're fucking sitting there. You end up- Yeah, true. Even if when you- are reading. If you yeah. don't need to, you end up reading. And Fair I don't point. Know, I, 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 hear, I hear all these people, all these people, Douglas. Whinging about it comes to saying like, oh, I can't understand these movies, these TV shows anymore. I got to put on subtitles. I'm like, turn up the fucking volume a little bit and focus <laughs> for a second for the love of God. Yeah. I yeah. refuse. Not yeah. in my house. I think it's a focus thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I had to do it for this one because it was questionably dubbed. Uh, it's but pretty quiet. The subtitles yeah. didn't always match the dubbing either, although they were pretty close. So, potentially. In fact, actually, if did Prime- 
provide an English subtitle. Yes. Did they have a dub? Oh, but the dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had they had an that English was the only dub, one that but was they available. Also- oh, they didn't have the Chinese version. I had to I had to source that elsewhere. Oh. You want to flip that my way sometime? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, okay, so it probably wasn't the same thing then. Whatever. It just means that I have, like, no idea of the performance. But it reminded me of- We did a film a a little while back where you were like- That was in the original language, but it was dubbed over. And you Mm. could tell by the complete utter lack of, like, foley. Yeah. I remember it was this year, I think, which does not really- Narrowed down, Narrow down the list of films, especially there's st- still been like a lot of like old ass films in this fucking in, just in this year alone. So, but yeah, you you definitely lose out on all the Foley stuff because I remember there's a bit where the dude who has two swords and also he's got like his weird staff thing from my subtitles. That's Justice Abbott. That's uh, Justice Abbott is the dude with the two swords. Yeah. Um, every like swipe they do is the exact same. Sound effect, at least in my- di- Was it like that? Yes. Yeah. No, okay. it was the same, same in the- Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's half the fucking charm of yeah. the Shaw Brothers produced films and this particular, like, era of cinema. It's so ingrained in the culture of the film that it- I had the I had the same thought. At the start of the film, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is a little bit kind of lame because there's, like, a full martial arts demonstration that Gordon- uh, our leading actor, Gordon Liu Cha Hui. I'm not going to try and pronounce that one again. I'm just going to call him Gordon from now on. He does a martial arts demonstration at the very top of the film, which has all of those kind of <laughs> sound effects in them. But, and I was a, at the start, I was a bit like, oh, fuck, here we go. But as the film goes on, you just kind of, it just, it works, you know? I don't know how else to describe it, but it just works with- the visuals really, really well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not really a complaint. It was the the film is a bit of fun, you know, and these martial arts yeah. films, like absolutely, we- it's a showcase of talent, but also it's just a little bit of fucking fun. Yeah, we probably should have watched the raid, but I guess now we can watch the raid as like a future bonus, as like a little treat to ourselves, and now we have like a direct comparison because I don't think there's any other like martial arts films on the list. New, well. There's films that incorporate martial arts, but I don't think there's films that are specifically martial arts based. What films are we talking about that incorporate? No, I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see. Okay. I suppose I will. I don't want to spoil it for you. I suppose you don't, Douglas. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't like a problem. I was just wondering if that was like poor Foley work because there's other things like we did watch uh, a clip from the start of the film. In the original spoken dialogue. Dialect. And um, the amount of, like, foley of, like, people behind the actors, like, just fucking around and making noise and, and, like, people, like, chattering and stuff behind them was completely fucking lost in the dub. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, we were- I started making the connection and I fucked it up, but uh, we have had that elsewhere. And it's- Yes. It's just a shame, you know. It's kind of all you want. Yeah. The original kind of artistic vision then gets lost, you know? Yeah. Um, or even just like, yeah, you, you just you just are more into the experience when you can hear everything, baby. So. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, 
other shit that is not, I don't know, let's call it my personal fuck up. I always fucking was so stressed out, dude. All my fucking <laughs> friends sitting there and I'm like, cool. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got one friend who speaks Mandarin. And they're like, I am not going to be able to do this whole film for you Translate. guys. And I'm like, I'm like, dope. Okay. No worries. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, uh, I think we could talk about like the choreo without yeah. spoilers. I mean, like not really a, a spoiler heavy film. Like it's nah, not particularly. well known for being very heavy on the training sequences like yeah it's probably about two-thirds yep. of the film is him yep. going through these aforementioned 35 chambers of shaolin of the shaolin monastery and learning yep. all the tenets of kung fu through that yes uh which means that it is yeah fairly fairly thin on on plot and they sort of substance the, yeah the, the last bit is like fighting the big bad but yeah yeah, do you have any like big thoughts on the choreo? Did you do you, what did you have high expectations? Did you did it meet or I did. I had very high expectations and I think it met them on occasion. And I might okay. get absolutely fucking ostracized for that, but <laughs> there's a couple of fight scenes in particular that I think as soon as he starts busting out the uh, fuck, what's it called? The like three three pole staff or whatever. The three, yeah. It was like, like made the- up for this film, so it doesn't have like well, an no. Name, it, I think. it exists in. Oh, it does. It, You're right. The film says. The film says that it, he he's like he made it up. He he went outside, and I'm like, no, he didn't. That's fucking completely not true. I don't think there's an exact point of history that it can be traced back to, but it was definitely. Uh, Chinese um, create. I just called a three-section staff. <laughs> three-section staff, that's it. Yeah, when as soon as Sante busts out the three-section staff, that's where the fight choreographer gets fucking mental because it's such an insane weapon to choreograph with because it constantly intertwines with the limbs of whoever you're, like, fighting with or it intertwines with the weapon and, like, disarming or, like, an attempt at a disarm and then is, like, negated somehow. There's just so much to play with in that space that I think I- and that only happens in the third act of the film. So- (laughs) I really like this movie, but it constant the third act just constantly felt like it was setting itself up for something bigger and that there's, you know, like there's more to come, which there is, there's another two films, but I don't know. I feel like it started running and really started going too late. I would have liked to have felt the, the pace, that heat that comes through in the third act a little mm. bit sooner, but I don't know whether that's the dopamine fiend in me kind of chasing that sort of energy, but mm. yeah, I don't know. It just felt a little bit too little too late or uh, a lot like really cool stuff, but I wanted more of that earlier. I felt like I had to like, not necessarily slog, but there was a lot of stuff that you had to get through for you to then get to the, like the fucking meat of it, which I was like, man. Eh. How do you feel about the Karate Kid, Douglas? I haven't seen the Karate Kid. 
Well, that's fucking not helpful, is it? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more or less the same exact- Same shtick. Structure. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the sort of, like, training- Kid who doesn't know how to do karate, heavy. big training montage, and then he does karate and does a- And showcases his skills. Hour-long <laughs> training montage, yeah. Yeah. The karate Kid is nice because it's a bit more grounded and maybe more- you know, more suitable to our, like, modern sensibilities. Western fucking, yeah. 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 Well, it's- it's uh, Look, in a- In a way, it's a bit less fun, you know, because it's a bit mm. less silly. But there's also a value to you having something where it is believable and that lets you sort of get into Connect. it a bit further. Yeah. I did- th- That is one thing I do admire about the first two acts of the film, though, is the schlockiness, the camp, the- I- I leaned over to my friend <laughs> who's staying with me at the moment, and I was like, is it intentionally this camp, do you think? Or is that just, like, how <laughs> they did it? And then she was like, nah, I think that's just how it goes, you know? Like, I think that's just how they made film. That's how the Chinese just did cinema. Hong Kong cinema, and Shaw Brothers in particular, I think there's a very- tongue-in-cheek kind of quality to it. Mm. But it's all- it, it could just be like, w- we can make whatever the fuck we want. Why will mm. we not make something, like, out there and cool? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, res- I respect that a lot. Mm. Suspend disbelief a little bit. It sort of, like, doesn't really show its head- rear its head very often. There's, like, a couple of things- uh, one will be uh, immediately come to mind if you want to go like, oh, this is like like supernatural level almost, right? But <laughs> a lot of it is just kind of funny. Like the training sequences are like a little bit too, what's the word? Like complex and and like rude, like mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But the Shaolin, like actual Shaolin temple training is- very well documented to be quite fucking harsh anyway. So, apparently they <laughs> they are not as bad as they used to be uh, because <laughs> even um, even the Shaolin Temple can't es- uh, escape the, you know, uh, not necessarily social kind of construct, but they're like, whoa, that's probably not okay. Uh, I was joking. I damn it. (laughs) I was joking. Fuck, I was correct. I said cancel culture and that's basically what you said. Yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially cancel culture. Um, Yeah, they did have some pretty fucked up methodology of training, but- Or not even necessarily fucked up, just harsh. Uh, Yeah. But they have since altered a lot of their training methods, I think. From what I, the very, very mild knowledge that I have of real Shaolin uh, monks and stuff. But, mm. yeah. You, fuck, you know what I never looked up? I, I was trying to look up what the little dots on their heads were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe has some connection to Buddhism. I'm Googling. Google away. Uh, wow, I got nothing. This is not helpful. If you happen to know what the the dots on the Shaolin monks uh, the haircut head uh, <laughs> signify, reach out to us on Instagram at two five zero pod or email us mail at two five zero dot com. It's um called isn't it a thing? Isn't it a thing in uh, like Dragon Ball? Are there characters that have oh. like dots on their heads like that? 
I've never yeah. watched Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched Dragon Ball either. I well, I watched it when I was a kid, but I haven't watched it since then. Uh, Maybe. I think there's like one or two characters, right? A lot of that stuff is like then like based very directly on old, you know, um, religious and and folklore and that yeah. kind of stuff. Buddhism. Like, so- it, I, I'm assuming there's got to be some connection to Buddhism. Yeah, but also, like, um, Dragon Ball is one thing, but, uh, like, we've had this in Ghibli uh, films, like, sh- is it Shinto? Beliefs come up a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, same kind of thing. Yeah, how did you not find this? I found it. Oh, well. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the three dots represent the triple gems of Buddhism, which is the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So, it's basically, yeah, it's some representing- Some of them, them had, like- some had like twelve of them or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The markings on a Buddhist monk's forehead are but one of many things that they go through in order to distinguish themselves as they go on a journey to become more enlightened. Uh, yeah, and it looks like there are more vows. I'm, I'm getting, and then that's like the more dots. I'm assuming. Hmm. And there is a character in Dragon Ball that does have the dots on the head. Yes. So you got that right. Um, I'm not crazy. Anyway, that's like a totally separate thing. Um, <laughs> so fucking in the weeds. <laughs> well, it's a it's a classic. I think there's only like really a couple of fight scenes in this, like mm. your grandiose ones. Yeah, are we are we basically just like skipping spoiler? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty chill with it. Yeah, there's. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for the particulars about the fight choreography, then probably stop listening. Uh, I do recommend watching it, though. I think it is still a very fun martial arts film. I don't think it's necessarily the best I've ever seen, but the the fight choreo that is there is really good. It's really, mm. really good. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah. And- uh- I would actually recommend watching it in English because <laughs> you like bring it with some friends, deal with some friends, but uh and let them know. <laughs> it's a bit of a kooky experience. Absolutely. It makes the whole thing a bit fun. A bit, a bit funnier. <laughs> and I think we're like content warning wise, um very fake blood. Yeah, there is some like kind of conceptually like nasty violence, like um, some people will get, like, implied to be, you know, they're, like, strung up and, like, supposed to be being tortured for- by the evil government. A that kind of thing. slams a sword into himself, so you're not cool with the idea of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, for- I forgot about that. But that yeah. looks so goofy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But- Yeah, there is, like, some people getting- If the implications of that do give you stuff. the heebie-jeebies, then, yeah, give that the, the old miss. It's it's pretty it's pretty light as pretty far tame. as like a violent film yeah. could be. Uh yeah, absolutely. Um Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I recommend it too. It's uh I, I think it'll be fun to watch it so that you can compare it to when we watch Come on, you can get there. I know you can. <laughs> no, this is the worst. You know the f- you know the film Attack the Block that's going through my head. In oh loop, my god! And it's not. You said it's it not like ten fucking- minutes ago. 
we're not moving on until you name the film. So, welcome to the next 40 minutes of the podcast. You're looking it up, you motherfucker. I'm on the wrong list. I'm on the wrong version of the list. When you see it, you will know. Yeah, I know I'll know. Cash we are wasting around me. Cream, get the money. <laughs> are you also listening to? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, there's not much to talk about it, but I think the at least the dub was very light on music. I don't think there was any real music in it. Maybe, ah, oh, maybe wow. there's a little bit. Was there music? There was, in- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no, there 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 music in this movie. It, uh, Frankie Chan Fong K, uh did oh. <laughs> the. Compositions and yeah, I think they were good. They they got a little bit like seventies heightened drama, melodramatic cinema for a little bit there, but I think it needs that. I think it needs that kind of energy. So yeah, yeah Frankie, absolutely. Frankie did a good I job. mean, you saw so you know you you know what you're expecting from this film with everything else that's going on. So yeah, yep. the music being the way it is. Is not super surprising. And then um, the reason we're listening to Wu-Tang Clan is because the first Wu-Tang Clan album, uh, Enter uh, the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, mm. was inspired in part by the 36 Chamber of Shallow. Uh, there's, also, there's also a, I think a single or something that came out that's called Something Shaolin. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty explicit from them. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, which is which is cool. It's fun. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But no, 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 nothing to really say about the music. Yeah, in the same way, but just nice. Mm. Do you think that like the the training stuff like is effective? In because you said you were sort of like you felt it was a bit slow or yeah. Did it keep you like psyched or were you like? There were certain there were certain chambers where I was more interested than other chambers. Like the I really liked the the one where it was teaching his eyes how to track stuff without moving his head. I thought that was a really cool one. And the the staff one was also really cool because that sets up his whole shtick with working with the pole arm and then eventually Figuring out the the three section stuff as well, working that out. Um, though, yeah, those sections are really cool because the actual the trainings that are a part of those segments are genuinely. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty strenuous and pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, those ones I didn't mind, but some of the other ones I was just a bit like, ah, well, you know, we got to have it. You know, it's you can't have the thirty six chamber shelling without. All of those other bits. So they've only got like these are like ten of them, like in yeah, in the film. Yeah, yeah. I think ten are shown, but he only ever participates in nine. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yes, because he never never actually ends up on the like final. Chamber. Yeah, he never goes to the thirty fifth, which is all kind of enlightened Buddhism stuff. Because he's like, oh, I don't have time for that. I gotta teach people how to martial arts. I got a big kick, <laughs> and I'm like. You go he goes, kid. like, straight- he's straight in and he's like, I- I'll go to the last one. I think- Okay, so this was, like, a weird wording. I don't know if it was the same in your subtitles. He says that he wants to go to the 36th chamber. And that's the one where he can, like, knock you over with his mind. 
And then he goes, oh, okay. And this is my shining light, by the way. <laughs> He's like, I suppose I'll go to the 35th chamber instead. <laughs> but then the way it's framed seems to imply that that's actually like the first chamber. Uh, uh- <laughs> okay, so the the first chamber that he goes to where he gets Doctor Strange mind pushed is that's the tippity top, which I'm assuming is the first chamber. It, so, so I was looking at the Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's re- that's referred to as the top chamber. Yes, but in my subtitles he says, "Oh, yeah, wait, maybe we got." Because the 36th yeah, chamber is the one that it. he makes right at the end, which is all about teaching the layman how to do martial arts. But, uh, so, okay, yeah. Uh, I think I was just having a senior moment then, I suppose. Because <laughs> then he goes, I think I want to go to the 35th chamber. It's just weird. You just would, he, like- He's like, I, 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 I want to instate my 30, uh, 36th chamber. And then they're all like, what? And then he's like- Isn't that, like, right at the end of it? Yeah. Oh, huh? Yeah. Where are we talking about yeah. now? I'm confused. When he after he gets his after he gets knocked on his ass, yes. he's like, I suppose I'll go to. He says he says the thirty fifth then, doesn't he? I. <laughs> <laughs> the chamber, he, the oh, one no, where no, you no. jump he across says, the logs. He says, uh, yeah, yeah. He comes back to the abbot, and the abbot's like, yeah, fuck it. You got knocked on your ass, didn't you? And then he's like, he just says, I'll start at the bottom. Is what the subtitle said in my one. Oh, that yeah. Okay, it was just my bad subtitles and dubbing them, yeah. I suppose. Because yeah. <laughs> the way that he frames it, like the way that it sounds, is he's just like, "I'll go one down from the top." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, see, these are the wonders that you can get out of uh, you can get out English of watching dubs. the dub, Douglas. <laughs> Content makes no fucking sense, mm-hmm. and that's lovely. I mm-hmm. think there's a beauty to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the final fight scene is, like, cool. I think, like, the back end of the film, that did feel weird to me, where he's like, I'm collecting up my band of ne'er-do-wells so that we can- Overthrow the government. Like, that felt very rushed. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like it's- it's It feels like the Avengers at um, Infinity War, you know? Like, they're setting up, like, all of the set pieces for the second film, because- all of that's st- him rounding up all the gang and them, like, being like, I'm uh, this person and I'm Mill Rice and, like, I'm this guy and I cut bamboo and then, like, I'm this guy and I, like, I'm a blacksmith. I'm like, what? there's 15 minutes of this movie left. What are we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, this is the thing is, like, I, I almost feel like the- the training bit is the good bit because, of that. like, the final fight scene is pretty cool. Yeah. But it it doesn't feel, like, as earned, perhaps, you know? Mm. You, you kind of just, like, like I'm, I'm off. I'm going to go fight some people. Mm. And it's also just, like, super strange how he goes, like, they're, like, you can run any chamber. And then he goes, I want to start a 36th one. And you're, like, you are so insolent. You are banished. Yeah. And then you're- I feel like you hear that and you're, like, oh, you expect- him to like go through some other like character growth or something, but instead he's like, ah, well, if I'm already out, I might as well fix the thing I was gonna yeah. do anyway. <laughs> Fuck some shit up along the way anyway. Yeah, very fucking yeah. odd. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> just felt strange. Maybe we just don't get it, Jonathan. Maybe maybe, maybe we, we need more martial arts films under our belt to to truly understand Thirty Six Chamber. I mean, you can. 
you can very much say, I like the content of this film and I thought that the structure was a bit weird. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, you could maybe have, like, the opening section as, like, five or ten minutes, you know? I don't think it was that long anyway, but you could really streamline it and just have him, like, you know, his town gets attacked- and then he's like, I'll get away. Him starting the village to then going to the Shaolin Temple is about 35 minutes. Yeah, that could have been- str- you, could, you could straight up make that 10 yeah. minutes. You could, like, totally trim that out. Give both sections, like, more breathing yeah. room. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, like, especially because the final, the general that he fights, like, right at the end doesn't really feel that hyped up. The dude that attacked his village and, like- Killed his teacher and all that. That fight is like cool. This is the one that mm. we're like keen on because this is the guy that we have like a vendetta against as the audience. Yeah, true. But that sort of like he sort of just like stumbles into that and fights him in the yeah, forest. And the general, you don't ever really see him fight, really. So we never get a true mm. sense of understanding of his physical prowess and how he fights or demonstration of that. I guess, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, there's never like a, oh, I wonder yeah. how these two are going to go toe to toe. It's like, we know our guys shallowed my badass with the three section stuff and this fucking chuckle nuts is just riding after him with a horse and two swords and he's going to make some magic happen. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I think I know where I'm putting my money. <laughs> the We needed the big general to like kill someone with his mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, just- Really up the stakes. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. This- He's like a sorcerer or a magician or something. He just fucking, like, squishes someone's mind or something. Yeah. I will say, though, this film did give me a greater appreciation for a film that I think was- Or a director, probably more likely, that was very much inspired by this film and probably the Shaw Brothers as a whole. Stephen Chow's Kung Fu Hustle. Ah. Like- I still haven't seen it. Yes, you have. You've given it four stars on Letterboxd. I have seen it. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> and allegedly- Because that's more like- That's so much more like intentionally yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm about to get to. Apparently, the second film is a comedy first. It's like they just go balls deep on comedy. Okay. So, I'm thinking- And then the third film, apparently, is feels more like a direct sequel to the original film. Okay. So, I'm thinking- the 36th Chamber trilogy, kind of, for Stephen Chow, he would have watched it and went, yeah, I really like that comedy bit, so I'm going to pull that. But then, yo, that martial arts stuff was kind of sick, so I'm going to pull that too. And then, bada bing, bada boom, Kung Fu Hustle. Ran mm. with it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. It's got potential. You might be onto something. I love the high wire Kung Fu, man. I want to I wanna get into some of that, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that kind of energy, you know? Yeah, honestly, we probably should have jumped on Crouching Tiger because that is that's like, another good one known as mm. like such a classic. Even if we don't do it for a bonus, we could just like watch an aspect time and talk about it at the end of an episode or something. Yeah, yeah. we have the power. Are you coming over this Christmas? No. Damn it, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> no, together anniversary episode this year. I'm sorry, son of a bitch. I gotta work. Well, yeah, and and you ain't. Well, Douglas, this is- Well. <laughs> I'm taking time off right at the start of the year. Okay. 
<laughs> just think about it. Douglas. Cool for you. And That's if it nice. happens, yeah. we will do. We will do Crouching Tiger. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. I don't think I had a shining light. No. My shining light was completely like a translation error, so you don't need one. <laughs> Actually, I think, uh, yeah, the the bit where he he's training with the polearm to fight Justice Abbott, which, again, really sorry if that's not the character's name, but that's what the subtitle has <laughs> given me. When he's training with the polearm that's got the, the little crescent moon on one side and then the blade on the other, and he mm. has those kind of flash forwards to how he would disarm Justice Abbott, and he's yeah. like- Yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny, actually. And he's like, yeah, this could work. And then he gets his fucking ass drilled in the fight when he tries to, like, <laughs> put it into practice. Because he's just like, yeah, that's so cool. Funny. Like, nice disarm, dickhead. And, like, taps his ass, like, 17 times. And he's like, back to school, idiot. Try it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, that's really cool. That's a really nice bait and switch to have it, you know- Set up in the audience's mind of like visually how it would work, mm. and then to put it into practice and be like, "No, fuck you, it doesn't work." It's really cool. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and for then to him to discovering the three section stuff as well, I thought that was a really cool way of discovering it as well. <laughs> that was so funny because we were sitting there like watching him do that, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's learned how to use the other side of the stump," <laughs> and we thought <laughs> the there would be more of that bit. where he's yeah, just yeah. like. He's just like, oh, my staff has two sides, idiot. But it was not that. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit puzzled as well about like, I was like, why are we holding bamboo now? And then he rocks up in the fight and I was like, oh, it making a sense. <laughs> um, and then other closing thought was I really like in Hong Kong cinema, the zooms. It starts usually zoomed in on subject and then you zoom out to get the whole frame or like the whole image. Mm. So, and it does that a lot. You start zoomed in on a, on a thing and then Dolly like travels somewhere or camera travels somewhere. And as it is traveling or as subject is traveling, you zoom out to get the rest of the picture and happens a lot in this film and a lot in Hong Kong cinema. But I don't mind it because I think it's kind of cool. It's a very, it's so, uh, stylistic. It's so a part of the, style of Hong Kong cinema that it's so undeniable. Whenever you see that kind of camera work, that cinematography work, I'm like, hey, yes, sir, we're in it. It's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any uh, freaking trivia, Douglas? Not too much, unfortunately. There's, like, just in general, it seems like there's not a lot of information about the making of the film, about, you know, the release of the film. It's all a bit quiet, really, so that's a bit of a shame, but- um, huh. We already talked about it. Uh, the film was the inspiration behind the Wu-Tang Clan's um, first album. Sante is a real historical figure, but the actual events of said historical figure have been heavily <laughs> dramatised for the film. Um, but he was a monk and a shallow martial arts visible who lived in the early 18th century. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Just nothing. There's nothing, dude. Damn. Nothing of, like, interesting note. Nothing where you, like, I would read it and then anyone listening would be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything about the budget on there? Nope. 
Because I'd be interested to see what that was. I mean, I can- There's some stuff where you look at and you're like, that looks a bit, you know- A bit naff. A bit home style. Mm. The way that- But still, like, the, the set is, like, kind of fun. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I think they reuse- You know, this sort of, like- It's not like the throne room, but, like, the- There's, like, the big courtyard and the covered open area where, like, the head monk sits. I think uh. they've reused that area in a later scene with, like, the general. Oh, I think they, like, put different yeah. furniture in it. But- And it's stuff like that that makes you go, like- But I might be wrong as well. That's the other problem. They they may have done- Mm. Uh, I now that you say that, my um, recollecting the scene, I'm like, yeah, that very well could be the thing. Um, but yeah, I can't find anything on budget. Interesting, interesting. Oh well, Douglas. Sorry, what a shame. That's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> cool. Well, this might be a short episode, but let's go. It's like a comedy, Douglas. It's, it's like not a comedy. always cheap to talk about. Yep, because it's all it's all visual. Yep. If you enjoyed this very thin episode of the 250 podcast we put new episodes out every week tuesday midnight australian Eastern stand time which comes out to monday afternoons in europe and monday mornings in america douglas where can people go if they want more info on the podcast if you would like more info on the podcast you can go to www.250.com there is a full list of indb's top 250 films as of january 2020 on the homepage. there there is also a link three links at the top of the website one to get in touch with us via mail that's mail at 250.com there is a link to listen to us on Spotify, but we are available wherever good podcasts are found. Uh, I, I Shout out to our Deezer listeners and Apple Podcast listeners, by the way. I, I see a lot of you guys listening on those particular platforms over the past uh, 30 days, and uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, like our podcast, and if you like this podcast, give us a give us a click on a couple of stars, at the, maybe like five of them, if you would like. That would help us a lot. Uh, and then you could also reach out to us on Instagram and follow us on Instagram, which is at 250pod. And uh, you will find little sneak peeks of next week's episode whenever Jonathan feels like it. I've been good. I've been good recently. You have been good. I've got a reminder in my calendar so that I do it. Good job. <laughs> Douglas and I both used- Used? Used. Used. Letterboxed which is a movie tracking and reviewing website that you probably should be familiar with by now. My account on Letterboxd is Upa, that is U-U-U-P-A-H, and Douglas. My account is Ienzo Knight, I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T, Ienzo Knight. You can look up Upa, Ienzo Knight, or 250 in the Letterboxd search engine, and you'll find us. We do written reviews of all the films that we talk about here on the 250, as well as anything else that we watch in our spare time. I have not watched anything else in my spare time. However, I have been catching up uh, or reading, however... Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, because, um, the fucking anime, it's taken, it's taken too long to come out. And I'm like, I gotta know what happens. I'm dying over here. So, yeah, I've been reading that. It's quite a good romp. It's not too bad. I really like the, the art style is really, really cool. They, the, all of their like fight scenes are so vivid. And the way that the anime translates those fight scenes, now that I've read them, I'm like, wow, it's like really faithful. So it's kind of cool. Mm. You should read One Piece, Douglas. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Would be a lot faster than watching the anime, though. So that's one thing that it does. Uh, it have, is, and the other thing is, and and this may this may get us some negative reviews, Douglas. But I've seen some clips, especially of like the first half of One Piece so far. Not very impressed by the visuals <laughs> compared to well, like yeah. what the manga presents. Yeah, like I, I. It's like these serialized ones can be a bit. Because I've read Naruto as well, and it was- I would say it's, like, because it's made in the 90s, but then I'm also, like, 
Neon Genesis Evangelion is like right there. So Akira yeah. is right there. So they don't really have that much of an excuse, really. <laughs> it's all it all just comes down to time and money. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So humble beginnings, One Piece. Well, it's not even that. It's just like you got to make a new episode, a new twenty-six minute episode every week. Yeah. That is expensive. Pay all them artists. To do it that quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Same absolutely. with the manga as well. So, and you like, know how they're doing- Fucking paying, paying people to bust out a manga fucking- And like the writers and storyboard artists and all that kind of stuff. Like shit, man. I can't remember if it's real. Takes Among a village. Ten- this is not always the case, but they tend to be written by one person generally. Oh, like the story. Or a small team. The whole production, not not tend to be, but it is common like, for them to be just one person, and drawn and- by as well. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. That's what that's what like JoJo is. That's what One Piece is. That I'm pretty wow. sure Naruto is like that. The, the whole the whole bit with Naruto is that the reason that so many characters have sandals in Naruto is because the artist who the creator of Naruto really likes drawing toes. <laughs> 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 Wow. Uh, anyway. The more you know, anyway. what a little nugget of information. Actually, what I did do today, Douglas, is what I- um, <laughs> While I was working, I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children on my what? second monitor. The 2000, I'm going to say five. Yeah, I know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly the thing <laughs> you're talking about because I've seen it before when I was a kid. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay, like, how did oh. you find it? I've seen it before. Um, I was sort of just curious. Uh, It's really funny because I remember watching it and going like, oh, my God, the fucking- The rendering was- Like, for 2005, the rendering in that film is so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, right? But also looking at at it and going like, this looks more or less like live rendered, like, video games. Like, the new- Final Fantasy VII game that came out a couple of years ago looks kind of like this film, but this film would have been like, who knows how long the rendering took for this yeah. on like 2005 yeah. era hardware. And then like 15 years later, it's like a box the size of your head <laughs> can render it live at 60 frames, but at like, yeah. oh, actually it, was, it probably runs at 30, but like at the same frame rate, basically like- that shit's insane. Technology advances <laughs> scarily quick. Uh, uh, it's time to leave now. <laughs> I have to leave now. It's a goodbye. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Douglas is going. Douglas is, like, literally clicking pause on Reaper. He's gone. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I don't know if I have any closing thoughts. I didn't watch any movies. Um... Yeah, thank you for listening along. We hope to hear from you. Well, we won't hear from you, but we hope that you listen in. Next week, we are watching Inglorious Bastards. That's the movie where it's spelt wrong. Have a great night. I'll see you later. Douglas is gone. He's not, he's straight up not in the set anymore. I'll see you. Goodbye. (laughs) 